Hey there, welcome to the Path to Zion podcast. I've been trying to get this going for the last few minutes, so like I've got a couple seconds of frustration that will hopefully wane. We got a different webcam. I don't know where to look. Where are you? Whatever the case, thanks for tuning in today. I'm thinking today might end up being a couple parts. I'm not quite sure yet. Um, we'll just have to kind of see. Um, depending on what calendar you are living according to, hopefully it's just not your Walmart calendar. But if you're on the, the timeline of God, to the best that we can find, to the best that we can figure out, there is a, there is a remembrance, there is a, an honoring, a keeping, and observing that I believe can be found and rightly continued on in our generation today. Now, it's hard. I mean, admittedly, it can become... A little bit troublesome about like what what's what's right what's true what's really God's calendar is it Orthodox Jewish calendar is it you know all these different things we can say but the real crux of the matter is are you attempting to live according to the calendar of Yahweh the people of God Israel um, and so this just today during this in 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 the calendar that we're observing here and a lot of people, I understand, they get frustrated and they just say, you can't know, so just forget it. You, you can't know, so just like, why bother? Well, that's just foolishness. I mean, that is no solution whatsoever. Well, nobody really knows, so whatever. It's the posture of our heart. Are we pursuing what the title, the, the subheading of this podcast is all about, which is rediscovering the ancient way. There is a rediscovering, a digging out, uh, a searching out that has to take place for us to find our identity, to find the Creator, to know Him the best that we can now as He is. I won't know Him in fullness. I won't know Him in completeness I can't in the here and now but I can know him I can't give my the rest of my days to know him and know his ways know his patterns throughout dealings with mankind as a whole and of course specifically with his people his chosen nation his royal priesthood that I am now within um, and so we are a couple days away from Pentecost um, according to what our home is doing, what the fellowship that we're a part of is doing. Um, we're mere days away. And this is our first season, our first our first full cycle of, of keeping the biblical feasts. And as I always say on here, it's, it's changed our life. It is changing our life. Because I'm realizing, as I, as I always say, and it bears reiterating, we're always looking in anticipation expectation expectation of what is before us because of what is behind us <laughs> because of what's behind us I understand what's before us in measure as I give myself to it I believe this is one of these things that like we receive what we give ourselves to as with anything really what we put in we get out and so today um, I've been doing Oh man, I've been doing several studies for several weeks ongoing. We started um, counting of the Omer 
uh, right, you know, Feast of Unleavened Bread, counting the 50 days leading up to Shavuot, Pentecost. Man, we're, we're right at the end. It's incredible. I won't go into all that. I've mentioned it already in, in audio episodes. But it's incredible to think about aligning ourselves in our heart, again, and in our mind, in the meditation of our heart, aligning ourselves with what the people of God did for thousands of years. For years leading up to Acts chapter 2. And why did they do that? Because God, Yahweh God, met with man. I in no way want to lower what Yeshua Jesus did, what he accomplished, what he perfected, what he fulfilled, what he personified. But for years now, for years, maybe 10, I've been saying I feel like we put everything into into Jesus. And we've lost everything else. Like, I in no way want to lower what Yeshua did in any way. And we'll get, we're going to get to that. But I would say that the modern church that, that I have been born into, that I've come into, the church age, it's, it's just all about the blood of Jesus. And that's just kind of it. You're bad. Get covered in the blood of Jesus. Ask him into your heart, which we know isn't even biblical. What else is left? Be a better person, right? Be like Jesus. I believe that is a major component, but like, it's just this. It's just this minuscule little part that was meant to be the fuel, the enabler. He was the what? The gate, the way. The way into something, into the returning of what was, being found pleasing, mankind being deemed pleasing to Yahweh God himself. Through the identity transfer, the Ezekiel reality of this heart of stone that was in, in the bloodline of first Adam, sinful, rebellious, taking that out and descending from from God himself, a beautiful gift of what? A heart of flesh that can feel him, know him, respond to him, know his ways. Empowered by the Holy Spirit to keep his laws, to keep his ways, to be delivered to the Father as a pleasing aroma. A living sacrifice, right? And so today I named it, this is probably going to end up being two parts. I know myself well enough. This will probably be a two-part series. But I called it When Yahweh Descends. When Yahweh Descends. It's Exodus 19, Acts chapter 2. We're going to take these two events. We're going to merge them together. In measure. <laughs> I've been working on other studies, like I said a few minutes ago, that is like, just... I can't, I can't get them ready. I can't get them in a form to deliver them rightly. So I was in this text, specifically Exodus chapter 19 yesterday. And so I just felt compelled, like, I've got to give myself to something now. I, I felt it was very timely to take out this little piece of the whole and talk about that. There's so many things within consecration, um, the, the, the priestly sanctification, 
the 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 sobering seriousness doesn't even cover it. The holiness of the of the of the assembly, the congregational gathering, the sacred assembly, sacred that I that I will talk about, but it just can't be today. It's just too much stuff. I've got to get it more in line. Let's just read this, right? I'm just going to read some text to start off. Um, this is from the Complete Jewish Bible. Everybody's got different versions. I normally read and study NASB. But man, this version, I, I, I parallel three different versions. And this Complete Jewish Bible, this version is a home run. This, this wording seems to just really get to it for us. So again, this is called When Yahweh Descends. And this is Exodus chapter 19. We know... We're very early on in the timeline of humanity and God's dealings with, with, with mankind. Oh, let's just read the text. Starting in verse 14, going through verse 25. Moshe, Moses, he went down from the mountain to the people and he separated the people for Yahweh. And they washed their clothing. He said to the people, prepare for the third day, don't approach a woman. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder, lightning, and a thick cloud on the mountain. Then a shofar blast sounded so loudly that all the people in the camp trembled. Moshe brought the people out of the camp to meet God. They stood near the base, the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was enveloped in smoke because Adonai descended onto it in fire. Its smoke went up like the smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain shook violently, and, and as the sound of the shofar grew louder and louder, Moshe spoke, and God answered him with a voice. Verse 20, Adonai came down onto Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, then Adonai called Moshe to the top of the mountain, and he went up. Adonai said to him, go down, warned the people not to force their way through to Adonai to see him. If they do, many of them will perish. Even the Kohanim, the priests, they who are allowed to approach Adonai, they must keep themselves holy, consecrated, sanctified. Otherwise, Adonai may break out against them. Moshe said to Adonai, the people can't come up to Mount Sinai because you ordered us to set limits, boundaries around the mountain and separate it. But Adonai answered him, Go, get down! Exclamation point. Go back down. Go to the people. Then come back up, you and Aaron with you. But don't let the Kohanim, the priests, and the people force their way through to come up to Adonai, or he will break out against them. So Moshe went down to the people and told them. That's verse 25. Okay, so there are some things I just want to point out in this text. Man, if we could just... I don't know how your imagination is. I'm very imaginative. Have you read this text and just sat down and like turned off the noise of the world, turned off the noise of your own head, and just listened to what your imagination envisions about this moment when Yahweh God 
descends upon a mountain in fire and speaks with a man. We can't comprehend it rightly. We can't know. But it's still awesome to think about it, right? Okay, so listen, like we talked about this this morning in our teaching time here at our house. We have a shofar, we have shofars here at our house. I want to do this. We've not done it yet. We've just talked about it. And so let's just go, let's just go uh, verse by verse here. I'm just kind of winging this today. It's just too much stuff to really. It would be pages and pages. So Moses, he's, he's going down to the mountain and to the people, and he separates them. He, he, it says in different versions, he consecrated the people. He separated them out for Yahweh, and then they did something. So Moses, he doesn't act. He, he consecrates the people. He separates them. He makes them. We don't have time to go into all that, but like we know the types and shadows, Moses, Yeshua. Moses is the mediator at the time, though mere human. Many types and shadows of the God-man that would follow. So many layers to this. So many, so many layers. He goes down, he consecrates the people. He does. Moses, a man, consecrates the people. They respond. They wash their clothes. What's well, the big deal, right? Wash their clothes? Why in the world would that matter? See, in our culture today, in our modern culture, in the, the, the church age of grace, man, we don't have to do anything. I'm not unclean. Man, that's for a whole nother day. But, like, we have got to ask some questions about how we take care of this temple. What we do. What we do to approach a holy God. We just think, hey, I'm in Jesus. It says I can, hey, I can uh, boldly approach the throne of God. I just strut in, man. I got my Jesus t-shirt on. Look, Father, here I am, boldly prancing in. We need lowered. We're going to get to that. We need to remember the, 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 the texts, the principle about holy ground. That's, a, that's part of what I referenced at the very beginning that, like, is this volume set in my mind that's coming out on the computer that like is before us still don't approach a woman for three days abstain look at your wife love you sweetie mm -hmm. we're staying pure we're staying separate we're staying distinct another thing right well today I'm in Jesus man it's my wife we don't even understand we don't understand we need to we need to. So on this third day, there's thunder, there's lightning, there's a thick cloud on the mountain. And then all of a sudden, men are going about their day, right? Doing what they're doing. What does that sound? That's a shofar blast. And they, of course, would have known what this is. And it's so loud that everyone in the camp is trembling in fear. Moses brings the people out. Why? To go meet God, y'all. <laughs> we read this stuff so casually. Moses brings people out to meet God. A procession. We're going to meet Yahweh on the mountain. Follow the voice. The voice. The shofar sound. 
so they're standing at the base of the mountain at the foot of this mountain and they're looking up we have to assume that the the shofar sound is coming from that vicinity and mount sinai becomes covered enveloped in smoke because adonai descends holy cow he descends in fire smoke goes up like the smoke from a furnace and the whole mountain shakes the whole mountain shakes y'all and as the sound of the shofar grew louder and louder it continues to increase in in volume Moses speaks and this voice thunders God the Elohim of Elohim speaks with a voice so Moses goes up and follows the voice that calls him up and this is this is the part that gets interesting to me that I want to talk about These words that, that, depending on what version you read, in, in the NASB, and then when you start looking at all the Strongs, you look at the Hebrew um, root origins. There were some interesting things that I found really like intriguing. Number one is, is in verse 14 at the beginning, when, when the people wash their clothes. This was understood in the Hebrew to mean that they tread upon. They stomped while underwater. I just thought of the imagery of that. Like we just say wash, okay, big deal. Everybody wash your clothes. Joel, are you being so hyper-spiritual that you're saying there's a meaning within why they were washing their clothes? Yes, yes I am. Absolutely. If, in fact, there's any connotation there is that we see in the Hebrew text, treading upon and a stomping underwater. And as these people are consecrated and sanctified by Moses, they wash their clothes. And the part that really just struck me was this verbiage that pops up. It's, it's in different versions, of course. It's worded three different ways. These three different terms Two are the same, and one is distinct by itself. Break through, break out, and break forth. We're going to get to those in just a moment. I don't want to miss this part, too. And again, we're again we're going to correlate this Exodus 19 with Acts chapter 2. Of course, as Pentecost is like right here, knocking on the door. Okay, just a minute. A couple days, we'll be there. When, when, when Adonai shows up, two things took place. He was heard, the shofar, the blast of the shofar called the assembly of the people. Moses knew, we go to the foot of the mountain. Now, and then he heard God's voice speak, utterances, words. God answered him with a voice. And number two, when, when Yahweh shows up, he is felt. He's heard, he's felt. The mountain shakes. It shakes, it trembles. And guess what? I don't even have this on here, but the third, he's seen. 
y'all onto a natural mountain. He's seen, he's heard, he's felt. When Adonai, the one true God, Yahweh himself, when he descends, he's heard, he's felt, he's seen, he reveals himself in majesty. Exodus 19.22, as we go down in this text, the priests, the Kohanim, who, who come near, consecrate themselves. Why? So that the Lord doesn't break out against them. I just thought, what is that? What is that all about? So I started looking into that in measure. This break out. And break out is, I'm, I don't know if I'm saying these things right. I listened to it. Okay. I hear Hebrew in my house, learning things in measure, but I think it's harats, my Virginian American accent attempt. Harats. No. Break out. Perots. Sorry. Burst out, increase. Break through or break forth. Don't let the priests go without being consecrated because okay see now I gotta pause and I don't, don't want to do this wrong okay so I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewind Exodus 19:22. the priests who come near consecrate themselves so that the Lord does not break out against them okay so this the it's it's the Lord Adonai breaking out against the priests. so I did have it right the first time my verbiage just was turned around the break out against is parats. Burst out and increase. It's in here twice, so we're just going to keep moving so I don't confuse you. Verse 24, the Lord goes on to say, you know what? Don't let the priests or the people break through to come up to the Lord. Lest he break forth upon them. Man, I don't I don't want to get this all confusing, but there's there's some intricacies within this understanding. So maybe I can just kind of summarize and help us understand. And a principle I want us to think about. I tell you what, we're going to stop this one right here. We're going to make this part 2, but this 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 is what I want you to come back for in part 2. There is a I don't like to word, use this word necessarily, but there's a protocol that we must adhere to when we're approaching the Lord. That's the whole, the whole gist of what I've been doing for the last three weeks. Whether it's a sacred assembly, whether it's asking for the presence of the Lord, whether it's praying God to take us to where He is, there's a protocol, friends, that has got to be in place for us. We cannot just say, we're in Jesus now. Jesus paid it all. Jesus did it all. We just are in Him. No requirements of me. I don't get dirty. I don't get unclean. Friends, we do. And, and I'll say this, and this is maybe the Lord will help me make this more clear in part two. But what's within this, that if the Lord will be kind and, and give me words to make this make sense. Within this breakthrough, 
that we do to get to the Lord. And within the break forth, that if we're not consecrated and holy, that he responds with. Friends, listen to what I'm saying. If we break through to Adonai, and we are not consecrated and holy and rightly received through Yeshua the Son, God himself will break forth. He will break forth upon us. And we're going to talk about what that means textually. Again, if the Lord will help me make this make sense. So I just say that for you to kind of chew on before you get to part two. Are you sure that you are ready to break through to Adonai? Are you ready to ascend the holy hill of Yahweh God where he's de descending in smoke and fire and the whole earth is trembling and the, the shofar blast is blaring and the people beside you are shaking? Are we ready for that? Am I ready for that? Am I that clean? Am I that holy with my identity sure and set in the sun it's something we must know it's something we must ask ourselves we're going to bring this to a conclusion for this part we're going to make this part two part two will be probably shorter than this one so it's okay to tune back in consider sharing this video if it's making any bit of sense if not i'm just saying like i say all the time in our audio podcast the only way this stuff goes from, from my carport in the middle of nowhere here to the world, should this be anything that the Lord is speaking, is if people like you help by sharing. I can only reach so many people. The Lord can only use us to a certain measure. We have to depend upon one another to proclaim the word of our testimony and whatever ounce of truth that we received that the Spirit's saying in this hour. So at least consider it. That's all I'm saying. May the Lord speak to us in part two as we're talking about when Yahweh descends. Stop right now. Read Exodus 19. Read Acts chapter 2 because we're fixing to get there and hopefully glue it all together. Thank you for listening, for watching. We'll be back with part two next.